Okay, Haas, so when you grew up in the in the same time period as, as we did, you know, late 80s, early 90s, there's uh-huh. a lot of cliches you hear in church. And one of the things you heard from the culture about the church was that, oh, Christianity, they just shoot their wounded. And then, <laughs> then that would sort of like uh, filter into the church. You hear sermons about church, church. This is not going to be one of them churches that shoots their wounded. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then and you th- form a band and you write a song. If we are the body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I just I had to get that in. That was beautiful. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so, in this 2022, the year of our Lord, as I look around and see all of the uh, restored scandal makers that the mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. has, I have to just ask about this whole shooting the wounded thing. Uh-huh. Is do we well, do we shoot our wounded? Can we re- do we need to retire that phrase? No. I think it just depends on who's who's wounded. <laughs> I think if you have a if you have a brand, uh you're immediately put in the infirmary. Uh-huh. 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 And uh then rushed rushed back out front on stage. <laughs> if you have a brand and that brand brings in a, a good amount of money especially. <laughs> I I just I'm curious so like the shooting the wounded thing, because sometimes, sometimes it's like, I, I don't know that it really counts as shooting the wounded. Like maybe, you know, if you go to church and they tell you you need to stop banging your secretary. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's not shooting the wounded. Like that's. Right. It's just like <laughs> common sense. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know. I'm putting that one on notice. So maybe we need to retire okay. that, that phrase. I don't, shooting remember, the wounded. I don't remember hearing a lot of that. Personally, I know you referenced the time period we grew up in. I don't remember that being much of a thing, but I'm sure it was. I'm, yeah. Was it because you were too busy shooting the wounded? <laughs> yeah, as my it was my personal job at our church. <laughs> I had to decide if someone is worth keeping. <laughs> That's awful. Or as, uh, as as Becca says on the uh, upcoming podcast, Lonely Hills, you got to separate. Is that the what wheat- your podcast is called? Yeah, you got to separate <laughs> the <laughs> you got to separate the wheat from the shaft. <laughs> I just texted Danny. Uh, please tell my kids to shut up. Can you hear them? Mm-hmm. It, sounds, <laughs> okay. it sounds like they're having a good time. <laughs> okay, so um, Isaiah sent us a question uh, a couple weeks ago on the same day we were recording. We had already had everything planned. So um, I'm not going to read his whole DM, but it was basically about um, how social media, what gets portrayed in in social media among Christians is mostly like fringe fringe views that's what gets the most attention and he said my question is when there's a time like this where there's a lot of hurt and division how do y'all address it i can't help but feel helpless and even hopeless um like church chads and karens are going head to head with the theo bros (laughs) and i see it and can't help but feel heartbreak because this is obviously not what god wants and definitely not what will help us grow in community so what say y'all? <laughs> I like that. Put that on a shirt. What say y'all? 
So I'm going to let you go first because you've already shared some ideas with me and I thought they were really good. Well, first of all, great question. Thank you for uh, writing into us. and Thank you for to... thinking we have anything valuable to say about this. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> uh, but just to, you know, to start, you always want to validate where somebody's coming from. And yeah, and, yeah like I definitely see that. It, it is kind of scary out there sometimes. You know, as, you know, just full stop, it's it's a mess out there. But then when you try to factor in like your responsibilities as a Christian and um, just the added weight of like, what is the, what is the church doing right now? Mm-hmm. And watching the church fight, it's hard enough to watch, you know, people in the world fight each other, but then when the church mm-hmm. is fighting and it's mm-hmm. just like this added weight. So I, I feel that where that's coming from. I guess my first thing is, you know, not to not validate it, but I think sometimes it's easy, at least for me to become a prisoner of the moment mm-hmm. and feel like what's happening now is something new and, and different when sometimes it isn't. Right. And when I look back at the church, I think the church has always been pretty divided. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we don't feel it as much because of social media now, or we feel it more right. because of social media now. Um, but I think the church has always been kind of kind of crazy as far as like the divisions. Um, and, and you and I were talking beforehand, like how some of that stuff seems almost like baked into the New Testament, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. there's not always a clear, there's like a tension that's built in to a lot of the important issues of the new testament like you know, how exactly does the mechanism of salvation work you know do you ask jesus in your heart you know, for, mm-hmm. you know baptizing you know, it's not terribly clear like you know, right. we, we can kind of figure it out but it's not super clear and faith and works and sanctification and predestination right. the end times like all those things are like it kind of gives you an idea but it's not it just stops short of saying this is exactly how it works right um so I don't know, like, it's almost like a, like a test of like, no, you're not going to be able to figure everything out exactly, right? You're going to have to disagree about some things. Right, right. And, and just live in grace with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't totally understand that, but that's just an observation of like, I, I don't know why yeah. God, God did that, but I'm sure he had a reason. Yeah. I think for me, uh, when I, s- <laughs> I've gotten, I've, I've allowed myself to get pretty far removed from what everybody on Christian Twitter or social media is arguing about and to really just allow myself to not care. <laughs> not, and I'm not saying not care, like it doesn't burden me, but also acknowledging that these, these like online fights are not necessarily representative of the reality of faith communities that are in person. So it's like, there's people who love to just sit on their computers and argue with each other. And okay, that's whatever. But then I also know that there's people who are like, showing up in their actual communities and maybe they disagree with each other or you know maybe they don't even know exactly what they believe about xyz issue but they're showing up you know for the people around them and that's what actually like helps me not feel hopeless or helpless i think that if i only pay attention to how things are going online <laughs> it's just I, I mean yeah you could jeff definitely i mean it's called doom scrolling for a reason you just immediately can spiral into like what ha- like <laughs> how are we gonna get past this or move on from this 
But it's like what you said, and I actually cling to this a lot. Like, there's nothing new under the sun. They're just <laughs> these kinds of these kinds of um, you know philosophical questions or issues with each other. They're not new. They're just being they're being fleshed out in a new way because it's 2022. So, but Casey, did <laughs> David rape Beth Sheba? Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, we settled it there it's settled now we can move on to something else it's like that's the thing too is just i want to have this conversation another day uh just like who like like it actually this is a very privileged take i guess but like i don't care what the theo bros are saying about david and bathsheba like what they're saying about it act like people i have no connection to whatsoever how does what he believes about David and Bathsheba like affect me at all? So yes, it does affect people that they shepherd and all that stuff. So I understand that, but we have to when we are when we are constantly like be allowing every input to affect us. <laughs> that is really not good for us. So it's not necessarily that what those people are saying isn't important like yes they are important but what is what is me getting worked up about it going to accomplish so that's kind of where i'm at with the online world of of like christian issues just kind of trying to stay in my lane which is a very very tiny lane (laughs) and that's fine that's how i want it your lane is a bicycle lane. It is. I mean, maybe, maybe not even that. You know those like streets that don't even like. There's like this much. There's like an eight inch gap between the 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 yellow line or whatever the white line. And just yeah. Anyways, so. Well, two okay. things that okay. I have. Uh, number one, the thing that Bathsheba thing would already be settled if you hadn't uh, if you hadn't stood in the way of me writing that think piece <laughs> that I pitched to you. I got the rare uh, podcast partner veto on that where she said, Maddie, do not write that. I just I like, don't right, think okay. rape is like, I don't know how rape can ever be twisted into something funny. <laughs> Call me crazy. There has to be a limit on what can be funny. <laughs> well, piggybacking off of that, just to go back to Isaiah, you know, I've found, and I don't know if this works for everybody, but I found one thing that helps me online is to just make a bunch of dick jokes and uh, watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, <laughs> that, but that actually is, I think it's a valid place. And, uh, you know, being online, you get this message either explicitly or implicitly. If you don't, if you're not vocal about every single thing, it means you don't care. So if I don't say explicitly what I think about an issue, then... That means that, you know, I, I stand with the oppressor or whatever, whatever the lingo is. But that that's not true or fair. People choose to to use online in different ways, and that's okay. So, anyways, Isaiah, just pay attention to your IRL surroundings and maybe that will encourage you. Just uh, just come find me on Twitter, Isaiah. We'll just, yeah, that we'll too. Just, we'll, we'll just make dick jokes together. 
<laughs> I mean, I tweeted about, you know, dryers today. <laughs> the all-important subject of where, where the lint trap is located on a dryer. The pressing issues of today. I, I like how you, you felt oppressed by men. Well, it's Because true. of the lint trap location. There, there, there's no way. There's just... There's no way a woman designed that. <laughs> and then you got so fired up, you didn't even do the tweet correctly. You had to go back and apologize. I was literally fired up. My internal body temperature was around 120 degrees. I couldn't think correctly. <laughs> Anyways. All right. You have a faith-based movie pitch for me? Because I'm ready. I'm ready to hear about Jasper Wallaby. Uh, you are ready to hear about Jasper Wallaby. By the way, he wears Zubaz pants. What is that? <laughs> I'm just going to wait while you look it up on your phone. Well, you have to tell me how to spell it. Z-U-B-A-Z. Zubaz pants. You're, you're, you're in South Florida. That was like the epicenter of Zubaz pants. Oh, was it? What year? Like 90s. You could still buy them, though. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. Now I know. Hmm. He's, 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 wearing, he's wearing Zubaz pants. Okay. Uh, a black t-shirt with uh, like an ACDC t-shirt and uh, like a gold chain. Perfect. That's what Jasper Wallaby's wearing. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Pitch it. <clears throat> okay. So when you have your, your finger on the pulse of Christian culture, like I do, Casey, yes. you know what the people want. Yes, you do. And the people want, they want faith-based movies to complement what is going on in the culture. And when you look at, <laughs> what are the top movies right now? Well, you've got uh, Sylvester Stallone's The Expendables. You've got Suicide Squad. <laughs> going back, you've got The Dirty Dozen. You've got this 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 trope of this band of, of dispensable people that you're going to send out into a suicide mission that may or may not return. I these movies that I've definitely never seen. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. <clears throat> May I present to you the pitch for the Unrepentables? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The this Unrepentables. A, a movie about the Southern Baptist Convention. Oh, <laughs> now listen here. You stop it. Okay. The Unrepentables. So you, we've already met the characters, and we're going to start with the characters in a in the White House. Yes, Casey. Ooh. The White House. They have been called to the White House, and they're sitting around this this circular conference table, and they're just looking at each other. And we get like the little uh, uh, like the dossier for each one that that says who they are and why what they've done. Okay. Um, should I go through the characters again, just very quickly? Yes, because I definitely don't remember. <laughs> That's fun. So we've got four uh, Christian celebrities, disgraced yes. Christian celebrities. Yes. Yes. In this White House okay. conference room, Jasper Wallaby, zany Christian YouTube comedian who rose to fame doing impressions of church characters and whose trademark is making fart sounds with his mouth, has been off the radar after sending dick pics to his female followers and using <laughs> his ministry's money to pay the women off. Jasper. <clears throat> Jasper Wallaby. Let's just do casting right now. I mean, this is Pete Davidson. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pete Davidson. If he, we can't get Pete Davidson for some reason, maybe a little Bo Burnham or Colin Jost. <laughs> yeah, he's too he's too clean cut. Oh, okay, but okay, gotcha. The uh, too beautiful. <laughs> he Colin Jost is too beautiful. We need somebody that's just like a little impish. Okay, well then definitely Pete Davidson. He's available. It's fine. 
Okay. We assume, Gail- we're going to assume all our dreams are going to come true with this movie. Okay. Okay. Gail Florentine. Gail? Gail Florentine. Okay. Regal televangelist specializing in prosperity gospel and catering to the rich and famous as a spiritual life coach. Okay. Under, under investigation for her opulent lifestyle, including using ministry funds to pay for a series of increasingly garish plastic surgeries played by Patricia Heaton. I was going to say Patricia Heaton. Perfect. <laughs> in prosthetics. <laughs> I was going to say the... Courtney Cox because she wouldn't have to wear prosthetics. Oh, okay. you are on hey, fire she today. she did it. She did it you to herself. I didn't do it. She did it. Fire. <laughs> no, we, need, we, need, we need Courtney Cox on the sideline for the Joyce Meyer biopic. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Ransom Whitehead, your favorite. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Embattled fire and brimstone preacher and best-selling author accused of punching several of his church members and fundraising for a non-existent building campaign using the money to manipulate the position of his book on the bestseller lists. I know exactly who this is. This is Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, whatever. Vincent D. You know who I'm talking about. Well, I mean, he played Jerry Falwell amazingly in the in the the eyes of Tammy Faye. So I'm here for that. If we I'm can't get him back in the preacher role, if we can't get him, uh, I'm going to faith based stalwart Sean Astin. Let's get Sean Astin in there. <laughs> He's too pure. I don't know. I'll get a little goatee on him. <laughs> a little goatee on Sean Astin. Okay. Put him in the put him in the gym for a couple weeks, a couple months. Get him some steroid. Get him on a steroid regimen. Get him jacked up for this. Oh my gosh! You're gonna like this one though. For Todd John, the aloof mystical leader of the Enclave, a hipster Hollywood church that caters to celebrities, has been accused of affairs and of using people in his church as slave labor for his celebrity friends. <laughs> You're gonna love both of these. Okay. You, can, you get both. to pick. Okay. Bo- pick. Both casting choices. Richard Iote. <laughs> okay, yes. Or Rob McElhenney. Wait, I have to look through that. <laughs> Mac from It's Always Sunny. Okay, either one. I love Richard Iote, though. He's I know just, you do. He's so good. He's so funny. If, if Richard Iote is Todd John, I do need a scene where he just looks up incredulously and says, Are you mental? <laughs> Or, or maybe something where, like, he says, "I'm sitting here like the proverbial." <laughs> Those like abstract British sayings. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, like, the, yeah. The, pro- the proverbial what? Like what? <laughs> the proverbial That's what? So like what does good. that even mean? Okay, we got Todd and Ransom and Gail and Jasper. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> what a like great the, question, I Casey. I love the Todd John double first name. <laughs> <laughs> all right <Okay>. so <laughs> all right so what happens is i'm just going to set up the, the the first scene here okay and then you can help me fill in the, the the rest of the plot but so they're all called together they don't know why they're there they don't they're they, at the white house they're at the white house okay. in, a, in a conference room the white house okay and uh you know they uh they didn't know that each other were going to be there. So they're sitting there like, what am I doing? You know, why are you here? Why are you here? And they're uh-huh. all just kind of, and you see like Gail's phone go off and uh, Ransom goes, don't do that. Don't look at that. <laughs> and, and she goes, she's like, she starts to look at, she goes, oh, and uh, 
Ransom goes, I told you. And then he looks at Jasper and he says, if you send me a dick pic in this meeting, I will kill you. <laughs> okay. So anyway, anyway, doors fly open and this hotshot bureaucrat rolls in. You don't really know who he's working for. Is it the CIA? Is it okay. the Secret Service? It's not you the don't president, though. No, it's not the president. Okay. Uh, so he's just in here. And for this, I've got, this is this is a John Hamm character. I was just going to say John Hamm. We, we may need to go. We the wavelength. <laughs> we are, this is like Tommy Lee Jones in the future. This is like a fast talking, no yes. nonsense. Yes. We may have okay. to go great, great value John Hamm, uh, <laughs> like a Ken Marino type in this or something. Or I don't know. <laughs> He's in. He's he's in there, and he clearly hates everybody in the room. He's got a stack of folders. He's got a couple aides with him, but he's clearly in charge. He's got the double lanyard. You know, you've got like the single lanyard that just kind of dangles, but then there's the one that's like both sides, so it doesn't. It just kind of flops. That's why you know they're serious is when they've got okay. the like the double double, double sided okay. lanyard. Okay. And uh, so he just walks in and he says. He gives him a speech like, hello, my name is Johnson. Is that my real name? No, it's not. You don't know me. You never will. You sound just like John Hamm. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to tell you right now, if you pass an offering plate around this room, I will take out my sidearm and kill you. (laughs) This is such a violent, a violent meeting already. Two death threats all the way. I mean, already. You do not know me. But what's important is that you know who I work for. Guys, we have an extremely evangelical president. You may have noticed some of you appeared with him in campaign events. Not that you would remember that. (laughs) But a president who campaigned on a promise to clean up the church. We're getting a little flashbacks where it's clearly a Ron DeSantis type president with like Uh the perfect, perfect hair, perfect Republican president. Uh And each of you is here today because you royally effed that up. There is a new piece of legislation, which I'm sure you are not aware of, but each of you has violated the Billy Graham Trust Accountability Transparency Acts. <laughs> yes. Graham Trust Accountability Transparency Acts. And you see, you see Jasper like kind of like looking up and trying to look at the letters. And uh, John Hamm says, yes, B-G-T-A-T-A. That spells big tatas, Jasper. <laughs> You see Jasper's just kind of snickering. John Hamm continues. He said, each one of you has violated one of these laws. And since I'm quite sure you don't know what these laws are or what they mean, I'm going to tell you. You you would have known this, but you are too busy conning old people to send you their social security checks. So let me just clear it up for you. It means you did a bad sex thing or you did a bad money thing. And now you're in a lot of trouble. Now, if it was up to me, I'd lock all of you up and throw away the key and let you rot in your cells. But it is not up to me. Our president has a unique situation. His aides walk around the table and plop folders down in front of all this. Right, let's say confidential. Yes. (laughs) There's also a scene where, uh, there's also like a a throwaway line where John Hamm says, uh, this meeting is not taking place. The president has no official knowledge of this. Uh, Okay. We'll deny this till the, you know, this is not happening. Okay. Topsy. John John Hamm's just he's he's rolling here he's monologuing. <laughs> you get like cut away so like the confused uh, like Gail Florence like can she even read like she's like she's looking at the folder like she doesn't even know. Can she even read? <laughs> okay. John Hamm monologuing here. You see, by some stroke of cosmic luck, the president actually needs you. His in-laws have lost a member of their family to a cult. 
This girl is 20. That is the problem. She has cut off all communication with her family, and because she is a legal adult, we cannot just simply extract her. That is bad optics. The president does not want to see SWAT teams on the news where they're going in to pull out his in-law kicking and screaming. We need her to leave voluntarily from this cult. And that is where <laughs> you people come in. Okay. So now you're starting to take shape here is that the president... In exchange for not prosecuting them for violation of the Big Tatas Act, <laughs> the president is sending these disgraced Christian celebrities as a suicide squad into this secretive powerful cult to okay. get this girl out. Okay. And and this is a secretive cult. It's called Scientism. Wink, wink. <laughs> perfect scientism <laughs> it's 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 like sort of christian but not really uh-huh. mm-hmm. and uh so the the reason they're they're completely closed off they don't let any outsiders in unless you're a rich celebrity right. so they're gonna they're gonna the plan is that these four christian celebrities are gonna do a conference they're gonna do a conference for scientism and while okay. they're in the conference then they're gonna try to get the girl out okay and john wow. has this throwaway line it seems that your primary skills in this life are royally effing up religious institutions. So have at it. Amazing. This is, a, this is an incredible premise. <clears throat> so okay. scientism, scientism is led. We're going to swerve here. I, you know, we're, there was okay. a little thought of doing like a, like a, like a, uh, uh, L. Montage? Ron Hubbard. No, okay. like a, there was going to be like an L. Ron Hubbard or like the master with, um, uh-huh. uh, what's his name that, that died is going to be like the, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, okay. One, okay. one of those type of actors is like the, the head of scientism. We're going to okay. swerve. The head of scientism is a f- woman. Yeah, of course. Okay. Played, played by Tilda Swinton, if we can get her. Perfect. And the head, the head of scientism is named Lana Lee Fuentes. <laughs> Three names. Lana Lee Fuentes. Why does Fuentes. she have a Hispanic last Fuentes. name and she looks like a Nordic princess? We don't know. It's never explained. Okay, who's the family member? 20 the family member. Zendaya? Mm, uh, we could have her. I was, I was going a little, uh, a little more close to the vest for faith-based movies. Uh, Cassie Weatherly is her name. And she's going to be played by Sadie Robertson. Okay. Sadie gets a lot of airtime in our movies. She does. I mean, she does. Mostly because we don't know any other young people. Yeah. So there's a couple, couple, I don't know exactly how the plot's going to. Weatherly. So the the president's niece. His his wife's niece. His wife's niece, you know, from her family, wife's side of the family. Okay. Okay. Um, So there's a couple of good montages here. I don't know what the budget is going to be, but I want to get the uh, I want to get the, the rights to uh, Jesus Jones. Uh, You're unbelievable. You know that song from like uh-huh. the late '80s. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. And Katie that's gonna knows. that's we gonna have be a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. So there's gonna be two main montages. There's one where we're gonna uh, arm them up like it's a Bond movie. Okay. Where we send them into the bowels of the White House and they give them all this secret equipment. Okay. And uh, like one of them is like, gentlemen. Uh, you know, we're sending you, we know none of you understand the gospel in any way, so we're going to send you into this church setting. So we have put the entire Bible on your phone. <laughs> can, can Donald Glover be like the, the Q guy? 
in this? Yeah. Can he be the one arming them and stuff and being sarcastic with them about the Bible? I feel like he'd be sure. really good at that. There's another montage where uh, there's like a we have to we have to get them like as passable uh, people who actually know what the Bible says. So we're going to like send them like to a uh, crash course seminary for like <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> so you've got like they've never been inside a seminary Led before. Beth Moore. <laughs> Beth Moore is going to be their teacher for 10 days. <laughs> she can have a cameo. I was thinking more of like a like a super old seminary professor with like the the wool uh, jacket on with like a patch oh, on his gosh. elbows, but he's looking at him like he's just asking him these simple Bible questions and they have no idea. <laughs> and he turns and looks at John Hamm and is like, we're going to need a bigger Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So what's the plan to get, to get Cassie out? Well, they're going to have the big conference uh, right. for, for scientism. A scientism conference. And so there's, I, I couldn't decide like if they're going in there like strictly to just try to uh, like meet Cassie and try to get uh-huh. Cassie out. Or if it's more of like a sabotage mission, like where these people are just so toxic and so <laughs> dangerous that they're just going to turn them loose like a plague onto this cult <laughs> just, and try to destroy the cult. <laughs> destroy the cult from the inside. I so, like that idea because then know, more than just Cassie gets saved, you know? So, like, Ransom is, like, challenging people's manhood and, like, getting them all, like, in their heads. And then Gail has somehow gotten access to the financials and is... <laughs> Sending invoices and like looting all their money. Sending invoices. <laughs> and Jasper's just sending dick pics to everybody. And <laughs> and Todd John is just, I don't know. I don't know what he's, he's just confusing everyone. And it's being really weird. I would like a, if, if Todd John is Richard Aote, I would like a, like a short scene of Todd John leading like a breakout session about like something from the bible that he knows nothing about and just royally screwing it up i think that'd be amazing it's just double talking it's like yeah you you are christ <laughs> yes you you are not christ, christ <laughs> no one is christ yes. <laughs> it's just something just like circles. that i think that'd be beautiful <laughs> <laughs> how did they get the dinosaurs on the ark i don't know <laughs> It's perfect. Give me a whole movie of that, actually. There was a second arc. It was much bigger. That's where the dinosaurs were. <laughs> it's still out there. It's floating in the water. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's great. All right, so... What's the climax of the movie? Well, it can't be... It can't be... There's no hidden romance here. Like, there's no... Mm. There, there's no... I was looking at the characters, and you know, normally a faith-based movie, you've got some kind of improbable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see it; you can see it coming. But like, the there's some like surprise romance. Uh-huh. It's not really a surprise, but the characters don't really match up for that. There's no. What about? But what about um, Le- Lena, Lena Lee, and one of the one of well, the guys? So I thought about Lana Lee Fuentes. Lana. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> And ransom, but yeah. like they're going to be turned off by each other. That's not going to okay. work. Okay, all the and, all the main people love themselves too much. That's true. Jasper's young enough to 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 be an option for uh, for Cassie, but like, why? Uh-huh. Like, 
<laughs> no, that's not, that's not going to work. <laughs> what about John Hamm's character? Maybe he can... <laughs> oh, but, gosh. Uh, so who are the side characters? We got John Hamm. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But, you don't have to have romance in every, in so every movie. I, I think this might not be a movie. I think this may be like a like an eight-episode Netflix show. Oh, we're going miniseries. Okay. <laughs> I, I think we could do it that way. That way, like, the preparation, like, the montages could be, like, a whole episode of them going to seminary and getting armed up. I think this is great, up. too, because we can also get, like, maybe a backstory episode where we find out you know like the history of these people and what led them to become the horrible human beings that they are today i, I enjoy a good backstory up and also like if it was a miniseries we could do it again like the president could just keep them on call and anytime there's like a dangerous anytime there's a dangerous cult or like dangerous sect of christianity that just needs uh-huh. to be destroyed from the inside out uh-huh. he could just send them in <laughs> like the dirty what's dozen what's their name like if they're gonna be like a group. Well, I couldn't. I, the, I couldn't do better than the Unrepentables. Oh, the Unrepentables! Th- I forgot about that. <laughs> I already forgot the title I was, of the movie. I was playing around with different different ones, and I just I, I'm not s- totally sold on the Unrepentables. So maybe uh-huh. the listeners the listeners can can probably do better than that. That was just the best that I could come up with. I like it. Before. Yeah, throw it out to the listeners. They have some good ideas every now and then. Yeah. It's hard to trust the judgment of people who listen to this show on a regular <laughs> basis. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I did not touch on was that John Hamm is uh, constantly insulting the the unrepentables. Uh-huh. Like he just clearly disdains them, uh-huh. and he's just got like this litany of insults for all of them. Like he at one point he tells Jasper, "You look like if God farted." <laughs> that's a that's a great insult. That's a good one. Uh, and it, he, at one point, Gail says something stupid, and uh, he says, "Look at you! You look like if a blow-up doll got saved." Oh my gosh. That's horrible. No, no, but it makes sense because Gail. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of. Let's just say Patricia's going to be under a lot of prosthetics. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna okay. have like the, the, uh, the Botox lady lips. That are uh-huh. just the, the Joyce uh-huh. Meyer lips that are out yes. like this. And yeah. she can't hardly move. Yeah, that's not um, Botox, but okay. <laughs> I know what you're saying. The chiseled down nose. Oh. Where, like the Michael Jackson nose. Oh my goodness. And just like not like not to where she looks like she can't move, but definitely like some garish implants. Yes. Where it's like, okay, that's no. Like that that's <laughs> You took it too I, far. I don't, yeah, just just too far. Just too far. I love it. I'd watch yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh I, I will say if we can't get John Hamm, I would consider Danny McBride for that role. Okay. Just cuz he's he's good at the angry fast talk. Yes. <laughs> Do you watch The Righteous Gemstones? I started it and I just couldn't keep up with it. I love Danny McBride, but like yeah. it was just it was there's no soul to them to the Oh and they're they're the horrible. Like, it's amazing. I can't remember <laughs> if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but it's like Arrested Development worked for me because they were real people. Uh-huh. And like you occasionally got glimpses that they were these people they're yeah. actually real people. Yeah. And the gemstones are like they're they're not real. Like they're just Yeah, yeah, I hear you. 
<laughs> there's there's nothing redeeming about any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so. I'm ready. The Unrepentables coming soon <laughs> to HBO Max. <laughs> and in the sequels, we just keep add, as more scandals break, we just keep adding new people to the re- Unrepentables. <laughs> New characters that you have to name. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Lana Lee Fuentes becomes an unrepentable at some point. I think I think that's a great idea. It could be like how Newsroom kind of followed like actual, you know, news events. It could be like that. The unrepentables is like you know actual things that are happening, and they go in and try and fix them in an obvious fiction. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to help. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm falling. I'm falling. All right. I love it.